Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On today's podcast, Adam Richard returns for our Mission Impossible series as we go gaga over Mission Impossible Fallout. My name is Justin Hamilton, and what's done is done when we say it's done, here on Big Squid. Welcome to a brand new Mission Impossible. The feedback on this series has been so fantastic. Adam and I have a tasty announcement that I reckon we'll share with you after next week's finale. That's right, the finale of Mission Impossible, as we will be seeing Dead Reckoning on the weekend, and then we will record our hot takes as soon as we've left the cinema. And uh, yeah, we'll share the exciting and fun news with you. I think it's exciting and fun, so uh, I hope you do as well. Uh, It's a crazy busy week for me as I'm back at The Chase Australia. I'm also writing a sketch for The Chase that will play on the Logies. Between you and me, I'm pretty happy with this sketch. And here's hoping that, you know, I don't have final edits. So hopefully they keep it as is. But you never know. But it's, uh, you know what, if... um, if, if they edit it, I'll put it up on Patreon and then you can read the sketch in all its beauty right there. But uh, let's wait and see how it plays out. Um, yeah, so I've got this uh, sketch I'm writing for the Logies. I've got gigs. I've got uh, show announcements that will be coming up soon. We will uh, have some announcements for Adelaide soon. Looks like September, maybe off the top of my head, around the... 8th, but uh, don't worry just yet. It is not finalised, but we are uh, looking at coming back down around September 8th for a new gig then. And uh, yeah, a whole lot more coming your way. Just a quick reminder, over at Patreon, I'm releasing the live recordings of my 2007 award-winning show. Yes, another award-winning show. I'm full of them. 
This one's called Three Colours Hamo, and part one, Melbourne, went up last week, and as of today, part two, Laugh and Death, has been uploaded, and episode three will be released next week. So if you'd like to get access to these shows and other bonus podcasts that are there, cheaper tickets to live events, etc., head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton, and you will find a tier that suits you. Time to catch up with Ethan Hunt and his IMF team as they join forces with CIA operative August Walker to prevent a disaster of epic proportions. An arms dealer by the name of John Lark has joined forces with a group of terrorists known as the Apostles, and they're going to use three plutonium cores for a three-way nuclear attack. When the weapons go missing, Ethan and his team find themselves in a desperate race against time to prevent them from falling into the wrong hands. Oh no, it's time to enter the world of Mission Impossible Fallout. There cannot be peace without first a great suffering. The greater the suffering, the greater the peace. The end you've always feared is coming. Blood will be on your hands. I prayed to God that it wasn't true. Solomon Lane escaped in Paris. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. is a bad idea. Is it ever a good one? Honestly. He's not just some observer. He's an assassin. I don't trust anybody outside of this room. You go rogue? He's been authorized to hunt you down and kill you. That's the job. No hard feelings. Which way, Betty? Turn left! What are you waiting for? I'm jumping out a window! Oh, sorry. Good luck. When the clock stops, Ethan Hunt will lose everyone he ever cared about. You don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Maybe we need to reconsider that. Accept it, Ethan. You've lost this one once done is done. What's done is done when we say it's done. Showtime. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, this is genuinely the first time when I say to you, when did you first see this movie, that I actually... 100 percent mm. specifically remember seeing it at Hoyt's Entertainment Quarter with you. Yay! <laughs> and I, I feel like I feel like this movie experience with you. We'd enjoyed the previous ones, yeah. But I feel like this one, like like a like a Grant Morrison time bullet that travels backwards through time. Yes, this movie reverberated back right to the beginning and made me enjoy all the films. Even more. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I think it's because we were sitting together and we came to the conclusion that 
the other actors didn't know that Tom Cruise was actually going to do these stunts for real. So oh when you God. see the panic in Henry Cavill's face, yeah, like we we. we I, I forget, I, one of us was uh, whispered it to the other one early mm. and then it just made the rest of the film even funnier. Yeah. It was... Oh, I, You know, and the one thing that annoyed me about this film, I have since discovered a, a piece of juicy knowledge okay. that has even kind of ameliorated that for me. So now, even the one thing that I didn't really enjoy, right. I enjoy... Even more this time. So, it, like, I was I was having an edge of my seat moment. I'm like, I've seen this. Yeah. Why am I freaking out now? Where's yeah. that hook going? Oh, man. <laughs> we'll, we will get to the hook. Don't you worry about that. It's a crazy, exciting ending. And it's, uh, there, there are many times that I'm going to say this, mm. but this feels the most Nolan-esque of the films. And yes. the ending in particular is kind of that... Uh, Dark Knight, lots of things happening at once kind yes. of thing. Also, the full frame IMAX-ness of it. Yes. Because you know what? I, I deliberately rewound a couple of those moments while I was watching it this time. And they, the frame grows. Yeah. Like, there are, you know, at the end of the movie where they're cutting between the two different ratios, it, that's just fine. But the couple of times it moves into IMAX, it's like just gently growing. So it's almost like, so you don't notice? It's like, yeah. When did it get big? Yeah. <laughs> this is taking up my whole television. Well, I'll just skip forward to the Nolan part of things because um, mm. uh, it, it was funny. The When the man visits Ethan at the start and he talks, there's a storm coming. That was very much in yeah. all the trailers for The Dark Knight Rises. The scientists who can rig up the plutonium, uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, once again Dark Knight Rises. Even the gas mask detaching makes the same noise that yeah. Baines makes. Um Yes, you have seen a movie too often when you can recognise the noise that a gas mask makes. <laughs> uh, the, the car chase feels like the dark night, but during the day. Yes. And uh, I'm wondering if... Look, I'm, I'm prepping for Oppenheimer. Yes. So, uh, you know, but I, I wonder if it's the use of IMAX cameras. There's the IMAX cameras. The other thing that I think you're missing is Lorne Balfe's score. Okay, so let's just go straight to the squid bit. I wrote all of this <laughs> and then when I started doing research, just to jump to the one of these things and just remind me that we've already talked about this, yeah. um, criticised for being too much like Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer, in particular his music for The Dark Knight Rises, which I... Did not find until well after I like that was the second mm. to last thing I wrote on this script for us. Uh, well, Lorne Belf wrote music. He was a composer on The Dark Knight. Yes, wasn't he? He was one of the three artists who were who kind of signed a thing saying, "No, no, no, it's Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. It's their music." Yeah, but you know, if he's kind of riffing on that in this because that's the bit of the score he wrote, then I'm like, I'm fine with that. I don't even think it's a criticism. You I know? think it's like it's it's an it's an effective thing. The kind of the counterpoint of the different strings playing, yeah. like you know, the slow man and the yeah. ging, 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 like I love that. Like yeah. it's a it works really well. I yeah. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I didn't like that. It sounded too much like the Dark Knight because you know, I think at the time we'd been watching we'd been working on Whovians, yeah. so we'd seen so many work in progress episodes of Doctor <laughs> Who that had that same music yes. before Murray Gold got his fingers on it yes. to fix it. So, and they do that a lot. Like it's, yeah. it's referenced a lot. They use it as a temp track a lot in Hollywood. And I was just like, oh, Macquarie's just stuck in the dark night and 
this this arsehole's come in and, and but then finding out that Lorne Balfe was a composer yeah on the Dark Knight and you know there was some sort of reason he couldn't be credited or whatever yeah. there's a whole bunch of them um, that Hans Zimmer kind of works with yeah that Hans Zimmer's name always goes on the film but there's a whole bunch of other people who do the work <laughs> is, is is Hans Zimmer the Ando of composers. <laughs> He's the Thomas Edison. You know, Thomas Edison never... Sorry, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, Thomas Edison never really invented any of those things that he... Oh, no, I didn't claim. Like, like, he employed people. Right. And then he just put his name on it. He's the Stan Lee oh, of movie okay. music. Yeah. No, I think Hans Zimmer does do, like, you know... Some, yeah. But, like... Orlando does paint. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that picture of Kylie Kwong where she had different glasses on in the painting than in, in front of him. But, uh... <laughs> I blame Kylie Kwong for that. Come yeah. on. She should have worn the glasses in the photo that they'd used three weeks earlier when yeah. someone else did the painting. Uh- <laughs> By the way, everything we're talking about is much funnier if you saw Tom Gleason in uh, Hard Quiz Live. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, the I this time, knowing what I know about Lorne Belf's work on The Dark Knight. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm fine with it now. I'm yeah. okay with it. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. Like, what, like once you... It's it's like, can't believe they're riffing on that. It's like, no, nah, it's that guy's work. And you go, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm fine. Yep. He can riff on his own work. He did the work. That's what they're allowed to do. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So, it was a whole thing. Like, the, that's the reason... Like, it's one of the most um, referenced film scores in, you know, the last 20 years. Yeah. And it was not... Eligible for an Oscar nomination because too many people's names were on the music sheets. Yeah, um, which and is Lorne Belf was one of them. Yeah, which is it is been always one of the. Hang on, why didn't why wasn't that nominated? Yeah, and then you go, oh, it's because twenty seven people worked on yeah. it. <laughs> why can't all? Why can't they all? Why Why doesn't he just? Why doesn't he just call it the Hans Zimmer Collective and then they yeah. can work under a like yeah, a Pixar? I know. Or it's a, weird. It was yeah. It's a strange time, but yeah, it's. I'm, that's the one thing that I had a problem with And now I'm like, no, I'm into it now No, I'm fine Yep, yep, back, <laughs> back from the edge uh, Segments stamp that passport These are the locations mm-hmm. that we may or may not have visited uh, Fjordland National Park, New Zealand Yes Oh, have you really? It is beautiful Wow It is breathtaking I am suitably envious I spent a night on a boat overnight Right And it was just before COVID Like we got back and everything was shut Oh yeah, right um, But yeah, you can go out uh, into those gorgeous, gorgeous uh, Just, they're fjords essentially Yeah um, But yeah, like you just kind of stay overnight on a boat it's Yeah It's just like you know, you watch Lord of the Rings and you're like, oh my God, Middle Earth is the most beautiful place in the world. And you go, no, that's a real place. That's no. just New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. They just renamed it. Yeah. <laughs> Rebranded it for the movies. Um, oh, Holiday. I've heard of them. Yeah. They're amazing. You've got to get onto it. I, I did a shit one last time and I wrecked my knee. But <laughs> well, that was <laughs> first day in the worst type of holiday. That's my fear. You know what else I did in New Zealand is I went to the Weta workshop and... I was allowed to operate the lever that makes the palm trees go down when Thunderbird 2 goes down the runway. Oh, that is. What a great sentence. Oh, my God. What a great sentence. It was so good. Wow. 
I didn't know all that stuff was there. Yeah, like, remember you know the new series? Yeah. Like yeah, so I all keep the forgetting there's a new series. All the props and stuff were practical. It was right. just the characters were CGI. Right. So everything else they made as yeah. like little props and stuff. And it was so gorgeous. It yeah. was so good. Um damn, that sounds great. Uh Belfast Island? I have not. My sister lived in um County Antrim where Liam Neeson's mother used to work in the post office, but no, right. I have not. <laughs> Was she as intense as Liam? Apparently so. Yeah. That's great. You don't watch Atlanta, do you? No. He, I've watched a few. He has, honestly, one of the most extraordinary cameos and mm. brave cameos in an episode of Atlanta uh, with um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, which is has to be seen to be believed. Right. I'll get around to it. Yeah. Like, it's one of those... It's weirdly a show that I watch on planes... Yeah, right. Yeah, I get that. Because yep. it starts with A. It's the first word you see on the Qantas oh, yeah. comedy section. You're like, oh, yeah, I like that. I watch one of those. I better get into that. Yeah. Um, London, England. Yes. Yes, uh, yes. Berlin, Germany. I have not been to Germany. I'd love been, to. I have been to Berlin. It was uh, beautiful. Uh, Didn't you go and see a David Bowie thing there? I saw the David Bowie's exhibition yeah. when it was touring. It felt right to see it in Germany. And because it slightly changed everywhere yeah, it went, yeah. so there was a little bit more of the that era of Bowie. Yeah. So that was that was fun. Went uh, with the last girlfriend I had. Oh, It was nice. We had a good time. Uh, Paris, France. I have been to Paris, yes. France. And, uh, I went to Paris just before... The what they were calling in the press the cultural Chernobyl opened, which was <laughs> Euro Disney. Oh yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> and I went there. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kashmir, India. No, I have not been. Have to you Kashmir. been to India? No. Yeah. You? Uh, I've been to India. Yeah, I went with um, uh, the comedy festival. Um, what is it? What's the, like the raw comedy? Show. And we oh. did. Um, uh, Kate McLennan and I ran classes and oh, hosted. Yeah, so it was great. Remember, God, what was that young fella's name that we had on at the shelf? That, oh, that, that came yeah, out of, he was great. Damn. Um, he was so funny and what a nice lad. Um, but he was the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike's wife is in Kashmir. <laughs> she is too. Welcome to In Jokes with Adam and Justin. Uh, segment, The Year in Action, uh, Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler. Oh. I had to put in brackets Gerard Butler because I did not know that movie. Uh, <laughs> I still don't know that movie. I have, I've, seen, I've seen many a Gerard Butler movie and I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember this movie. And it's just finished. Um, yes. <laughs> I, uh, by the way, there was a spelling error in here. Uh, it, it was meant to read Tomb Raider, but I've got Tom Raider. Tom Raider, so, yep. yeah. Uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Oh, this the second Sicario. Yes. Yeah. Which I saw and really enjoyed. And then I bumped into someone. I saw it at a preview. Hmm. And I saw someone who was traumatised by it. And because it was the first person I saw, I was a bit like, oh, am I... Watching this incorrectly. Um, Creed 2. Oh, wow. It's so recent. Like, this film felt like it came out ages ago. Yeah, I know. Ready Player One. Oh, I was watching that the other day on Netflix. I still haven't seen it. Is, is it... It's enjoyable. Yeah. There's a there's a whole, like... it's You know how AI was Spielberg doing Kubrick? Yes. There is a whole section of this that's like Spielberg doing Kubrick. And right. it's... You're like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's fun. Right, right. Okay. Uh, Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther. Oh, wow. Yeah. All of the, Like, it doesn't feel like the same year. 
No, Avengers Infinity War feels a long time ago. Yeah. Creed 2 doesn't feel that long ago. Black Panther doesn't feel as long ago as, as Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a strange year. Maybe because Infinity War goes for so long it feels like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back of the uh <laughs> Uh, segment all-star guests uh, Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, Sean Harris, Alec Baldwin, Rebecca Ferguson, Vanessa Kirby. Oh, oh Jesus Christ, coming in hot. Uh, Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angela Bassett, Wes Bentley, coming in Wes, sideways. Wes Bentley, from just like I saw his name at the start. I'm like, I don't remember him being in this, and then he yeah. turned up. I'm like, oh him. Yeah. <laughs> the the perfect for. Every situation, Michelle Monaghan. Yes. And uh, the best actor of his generation, Wolf Blitzer. Oh, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> um, so, here's, here's one of our segments is really interesting um, because of how short it is all of a sudden. Mm. So, Cruising Around the Mission, these are the movies Tom Cruise made before and after. 2016, Jack Reach Around. Um <laughs> So I so I had added three new movies to go with. Don't look back, and uh, <laughs> but I've dropped one of them because just before I got online, mm. uh, I just saw uh, just before we started recording. I just saw very briefly. I didn't even have time to record uh, to reply from uh, regular listener uh, Ryan. Yes, he's um, anyway. So I have uh, Jack reach around cleaning up the mess. <laughs> Jack reach around. Don't look at me. But uh, Ryan's coming hot. With Jack Reach around Risty Business. Risty Business. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've been waiting to get to that because good work, Ryan. What about Jack Reach around Bottom Gun? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, far out. We don't even need to edit Jack Reach around Cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's just a, just an apostrophe in between cock and tail. Jack Reacher, a cocktail. <laughs> oh my god, he started something terrible. Risty business, Ryan. Risty take the rest of the day off, is mate. Amazing. Like, um, it was so funny that I nearly called you when you were like two minutes away. <laughs> to say this is the best. I'm so glad you saved that for me. That was amazing. Risky business. <laughs> Fuck, I laughed so hard. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Jack reach around. Mummy Mia. Um, anyway, it's just... <laughs> or is that... Is it... Is it, is it reach around top bum? Top bum. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm just going for rhymes now. Anyway, <laughs> Jesus. I have to be honest, Jack Reacheran has gotten me a lot of emails. Oh my God. So, it's uh, been so stupid. Yeah, I need, I need to tell everyone who found it as ridiculously amusing as we did, thank you and keep them coming. I will gladly bring up any more suggestions on uh, what the Jack Reacheran series should be. Risky business is the best. Anyway, so just... um. So 2016, Jack Reacher, 2017, The Mummy, An American mm. Maid. Then nothing until nothing. 2022, and it's Top Gun Maverick. Oh, and wow. So interesting. So I guess Top Gun Maverick should have come out in 2020. Yeah. Like 2019, 2019 nearly. Like yeah. it was like, I think it was put back until almost the start of 2020, and, and then it, it was like, 
Oh, yeah, no, we can't do that. There's no one at the cinema. Yeah. I mean, glad they held off because it is a big screen movie. Yes. Like yeah, absolutely. And there's so much in this film that we're talking about today that, like, the whole finale with the helicopters just really made me think of Top Gun Maverick. I'm like, that could be the same film. Like, just yeah. the way they're shot. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're in a canopy and the whole world is tilting outside and this is amazing and exciting and yeah. fast. <laughs> he looks a little bit more panicked in the in the helicopter than yeah. he does. But... Um, <laughs> Anyway, it's great. So, uh, let's get into the film. I've completely forgotten the little nightmare that Ethan has at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, completely forgot it. Same. And when it started like that, I was like, geez, is this going to be another one of those movies that for some reason hasn't stuck? But then heaps more of it had stuck, but I just completely forgot You know what was weird? I remembered the explosion... But I didn't realise it was a dream because right. I was like, "Is this the one where they actually where they let the bomb go off?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I was thinking of Twenty Four. Right. <laughs> where there was a nuclear bomb in LA and then it was all fine the next series. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Jack reach around the colour of mummy. <laughs> Stop it! Sorry, it's just so entertaining. <laughs> Turn yourself inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Risky business. Like it's. If anyone gets annoyed that this gets too childish, you can also blame Ryan. <laughs> um, so we we discover the syndicate are still working and have rebranded as the Apostles. They are attempting to acquire three stolen plutonium cores for John Lark, a man who has hired the Apostles to uh, use with the three bombs. When Ethan attempts to recover the plutonium, the apostles take Luther captive and escape with the plutonium. No, oh, no. So, so he, here's a little character question. Hmm. Do you think Ethan has always looked out for his friends or is this a new thing for him? Um, no, I think he always has. Right. Uh, you know, it's... I mean, it's... You kind of go, is it an Ethan thing or is it a Tom Cruise thing? And you just go, there's no way a Tom Cruise character would let that happen. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess we've already seen early on his team getting murdered and him not coping. And I wonder yeah. what's going to happen to this. Like someone, someone big has to die in this first. Yeah. This next film, part one. Like right at the top. I mean, I thought that was going to happen in this because it's like, well, so many times someone dies in the first few minutes of a... Yeah. Of a I thought Luther was down. Mission Impossible. Movie. They're, like, They're killing off Ving Rhames. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's a good start, yeah. actually. Um, and, you know, these movies are very good at giving Ethan little failures, but not big failures. Yeah. So he, it does raise the stakes and it does make him feel vulnerable. Also, they're very good at giving him, uh, yeah, Ethan will get it sorted. And it's like, I have no idea how I'm going to do that, but I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of him w- working it out on the go. <laughs> he improvises a lot. Yeah. He's very good at yes. Um, IMF capture Norwegian nuclear weapons expert Nils Delbrock and try to get information out of him about Lark. They fake him out in a pretend hospital and Benji pretending to be Wolf Blitzer. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. Like, how, how much do you love the elaborate stage plays? Oh, it's so stupid. And yeah. the walls fall over. Yeah. Like, you're like, well, you wouldn't build it that way, but good on you. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all about the reveal. They're more... Yeah. They're, it's, it's, it's borderline... Um, uh, what's, what, what are those uh, Now You See Me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lots of illusionists. Yeah. <laughs> the um, you know what's weird about like the Wolf Blitzer thing? I remember loving it in this film, but he's turned up in so many other movies since. I'm like, stop ruining it, Wolf. It was a really good gag the first. Time. Yeah, calm down, mate. <laughs> calm down, Blitzer. Um, I will say that Simon Pegg in this film because it's his fourth movie. Yeah, four, five, six. On oh, no, a third. No, he was in three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three, four, five. So he, this is his fourth movie. He looks like he's aged about twenty years, which. Oh, you know, yeah. it's been he's, a while he's between been movies. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise has aged twenty minutes in the meantime. <laughs> oh yeah, he does look a bit older in this one. Yeah, but like not when he's running though on his broken foot. No, he and but he and Simon Pegg have been in the films the same amount of time. Yeah, why has they aged at different speeds? Well, one is powered by Xenu, <laughs> I guess. and the opportunity of making Jack Reach around movies. <laughs> Um, Jack Reach around, rain on me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, great. I'm not going to get sick of any of these. Jack Reach around, porn on the 4th of July. <laughs> when do you watch it? Just the 4th of July. No, no, never any other day. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing remarkable about the porn. <laughs> no, no. It's just very patriotic. Um, there's, a, there's a great moment in... So in rewatching this, mm. the the uh, elaborate you know stage play <laughs> that they put yeah. on, um, all the dialogue is much funnier this time. Yeah, because at the time you the first time you watch it, you're a bit like this is a bit on the nose, and then the second time you watch it, you go yes, this is a bit on the nose. And in particular, Luther saying to Ethan, "That's not who we are." <laughs> We're going to read out the manifesto. All right, we'll read out the manifesto. We're yeah. Like, Why are they acquiescing so quickly? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. Um, you, you believe that all, Luther and, and, and Ethan all believe in their roles. Yeah. They're, they're very good. But I, I have to say, the first time we saw it, I honestly thought they had bombed. Oh, yeah. Rome, I was Jerusalem like, oh, America. man, this is a big <sighs> opening. Yeah. Because they did blow up the Kremlin. Yeah. So it's, Two it's on the cards. Ago, so you're like, well, yeah, they would, do it. That's what you do. The, the further the movies go, the more shit happens. Yeah. Let's blow up heaps of crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, the IMF have a new plan to have Ethan head to a Paris nightclub where he will intercept Lark and buy the plutonium. The CIA director, Erica Sloan. Oh, yes, Angela Bassett. Fucking so good. Just... Coming in strong, isn't happy with IMF and sends her agent August Walker, great name, to keep an eye on Ethan. Uh, this is, but Angela Bassett. Oh. Like fuck, this is what this series needs. Yeah, fucking. Angela I mean, Bassett. The, the, poor Angela Bassett has been sadly forced into a lot of these administrative roles. Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's the I think it's the massive mistake of Wakanda Forever, and I and I give all of the all of those creators, I give them. The longest length of rope because of yeah. not only the forced and tragic circumstances under which they mm. were working, but I also, I, I think the thing that nobody takes into account was that they were all grieving. Yeah, right? like it's not just the the, the technical side of it. Everyone yeah. is sad. Everyone's actually sad. And over I ju- losing a friend. And I just don't think they should have killed off Angela Bassett. No. I probably would have made her the Black Panther. Yeah, because she could. Do it all, and it's all fucking CGI anyway. Yes, like, that speech be. she gives when you know. Oh my god, she oh. gives so many great speeches in that movie, but the one to the UN, oh, she's like, oh, mate. Oh. Uh, I forget who it was. Someone said to me, "Oh, why? Why is she getting nominated for 
you know, best supporting actress. Like, and I said, did you, you see seen this movie? And the, the, the answer was no. Was like, just, just go and watch her speech to the UN. And like, there's a whole plot in that movie that's quite useless and boring, but yeah. you forget about it once she starts yelling. It's like, oh, so good, so good. Um, and uh, uh, I think Henry Cavill's great in this. Yes, and I think he is physically perfect because oh, he's huge because he is a fucking beast. He's a monster, and 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 you feel like you know one of the scenes that I remember. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but mm. one of the scenes, like moments that I specifically mm. remember from this film is in that fight scene in the bathroom when he oh. fucking kind of gets his guns he pumps ready. The guns. It's like Jesus Christ. I remember Tom Cruise talking about that. He goes, yeah, he pumps the guns. It's great. And it's like Tom Cruise was excited about watching a man pump his guns. I'm like, right. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, <laughs> Jack Reed's pump the guns. <laughs> Jack Reed's come lateral. Uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, anyway, uh, Adrian Walker is said to keep an eye on Ethan. Um, so, this is the moment where they halo jump into Paris during a thunderstorm. Oh, my God. And, you know, part of what I love about this film is that even when there's a plan, there just needs to be one more extra thing to make it difficult, like yeah. there's a thunderstorm. Yeah. But also, like, you know, Ethan very sensibly goes, oh, the thunder- thunderstorm, we're going to have to do something else. And it's like, nah, I'll be fine. It's like, oh, I'm not the insane one. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Yeah. That's August Walker. And he gets struck by lightning. Yep. They both do. Yeah. Oh mate. It is so <laughs> it's such a it's it's a full on scene. Even though once again we've seen it mm. and we also know that the movie is not gonna kill off Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill forty minutes in. Oh. But it's still but the fact that they did the ho- like that's the first big IMAX scene. It's like yeah. let's throw some IMAX cameras out of a plane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and those things are heavy. So yeah. you know when you think, oh, how amazing is it that Tom Cruise did it? He's not the one with the fucking camera. I know. That's <laughs> a giant IMAX camera. Right. I did love, like again, you know, you don't know how much has been manipulated, but it just looks like they really did jump out of a plane. <laughs> well, you, so there's, um, I've got some stuff about that later <laughs> on, but yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> And then the way they come down and like I'm expecting them to go straight through the, yeah. the windows into the into the rave going on downstairs. Oh, and also that great little joke where um, oh you forgot your oxygen, uh, yeah, you lost your forgot, oxygen, you lost your oxygen because his has broken and Tom Cruise has given him his. Yeah, oh, so good. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so they so they land on top, they get changed. They go downstairs into the middle of a rave where they quite clearly look like two people who work for the government because yes. they are way older than everyone else. <laughs> so much older. <laughs> so much older. And they track who they believe to be Lark into a bathroom. And it's like, what is mm-hmm. this? A fucking Zack Snyder film? And they end up... <laughs> he loves a fight in a bathroom. He loves it. And they end up in a fight. I reckon the fight is a scorcher. Oh, yeah. I love that it's a big bathroom too. Yes. Yeah, but it starts just in the cubicle. Well, it's it's funny. It kind of starts off as um, there's there's some kind of very brief, weird Brian De Palma setup. Like yeah. it feels a little bit untouchables on the on the steps where yeah. you know they go in and then someone else comes in to wash their hands and it's the eye movement and looking around and yeah. waiting for people to leave and then it turns into the fight. Oh, and of course, ridiculous uh, CIA. Smashes the face 
machine. Yeah, yeah, he's useless. Like he is, now we can't use this thing properly. But of course we know that later on, you know. But also um, we then have uh, Ilsa Faust turn up and it's like, great, Rebecca Ferguson's here. This is fantastic. Got one of the, um, I think this is my favourite fight scene in the in. The All whole, of the movies. The whole franchise. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's th- like, you know, they smash through a bunch of toilets. Yes. They smash through a wall. Yeah. yeah. And also, Ethan looks a bit like out behind of, the eight ball. Out like, of his what is What is happening here? Yes. And that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Mm. Uh, specifically, that guy is fucking dangerous if he's taken yeah. out Cavill and Cruz. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it takes Ferguson to kind of save him. I do. And it does have, like, don't get me wrong. It's dark, but, you know, can you make a mask out of the face? And Cruz is like saying, yeah, well, I need a face. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And also just the fact that, like, he's off screen. You're like, oh, yeah. She's like, I was aiming for his chest. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's like, man, dark, dark, dark. Here by myself, laughed, laughed, laughed. Um, Yeah. This, this, there is a Jack Reacher movie, surely, set in this toilet. Yeah. Because there's that moment where all those guys come in and want to join them. Oh, like they yeah. see their feet under yeah. the table. Like they're like, oh, they're making a Jack Reacher run in there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That, well, that's what, if you if you have the uh, subtitles on, that's what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now with Lark dead, Ethan must go into the meeting with the White Widow, Helena Mistopoulos, acting as the broker. Uh, hitmen arrive and also turn uh, this into another fight scene. So um, many, like, it's so quick. What is this weird cabaret show that she's doing where she's... Is she talking about Vanessa Redgrave's character being her mum from the first movie? She ah. talks about her mother, Max. Oh, I hadn't really... And I was like, is that is she meant to be the daughter of the broker from the very first movie... You know, with the Job 3-6 or whatever it was called. Yeah, Max, who was Vanessa Redgrave's character. And I'm like, Vanessa Kirby, the daughter of... Hang on. Well, I guess they're both called Vanessa. (laughs) 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 But I found that... Also, I was like... Because she's, you know, reeling off this manifesto. And I'm like, why is she doing it into an old-timey microphone in front of a room full of people? Like, this scene makes no sense to me. But it's very good-looking. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, no, I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> Vanessa Kirby, for me, makes as big a splash as Rebecca Ferguson. I love she's, her so much. Man, it's... She's great. It's out of control how she is able to control a scene that Tom Cruise is in. She managed to steal an entire TV show away from Claire Foy and Matt Smith, for Christ's sake. Yeah, sense. like she's, right. you know... <laughs> yeah. Like, for some reason, The Crown is all about Princess Margaret in the first season. Yeah. Like, How did that happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, you know, if the last film had the hottest moment in the film with the Rebecca Ferguson showing a bit of leg while mm. getting her gun ready, uh, Vanessa Kirby pulling the knife out of her... Oh, my Lord. Goodness. <laughs> And, the, like, the floppy disk in the mouth has been reduced to number three for me. <laughs> so, uh, Ethan and Walker discover to get the plutonium they must extract Solomon Lane from oh an armoured no. convoy moving through Paris. See, once again, it's like nothing's easy in no. this film, which is great. Uh 
Ethan has a moment where he imagines it going wrong with him ending up having to shoot an officer. Oh, that is full on. So once again, I remember the first time we saw that, I yeah. thought that was happening. Yeah. And well, they want you to. Like, yeah. They want you to think that, you know, this is... And you're just like, this can't be... Yeah. Tom, Tom can't have killed all those police. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. And he... Um, uh, I guess this is an insight into how Ethan's head works. Mm. You know, it's yeah, like, it's like oh, he sees all the angles. I've I've imagined this. It's not good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it another way. I tell you what, um, the 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 White Widow, the broker, man, she's got a big house. Like, <laughs> she's got some s- serious coin, and I know, and just a lot of family happy to work for it. Too. <laughs> um. So then uh, Ethan Walker have to uh, attack the convoy, but he goes off script. Oh, and you know what I love? Like normally when they do this, when they show the imagined version or the... Often it's, you know, a company with someone telling the story of you have to do this and then you have to do yes, that and blah, yeah. blah, 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 and they're showing it happening. Um, then they go and do it for real. They like repeat way too much of it. Yes. And you're like, yeah, you just showed me all this. Yeah. Why I'm now seeing it again so I can see where it goes wrong. Yeah. Whereas here it's just like, no, we're going to divert right from the top. Yeah. It's just like, bang. Yeah. And just the trying to get all those those gunmen out of the truck is one of my favorite things in this movie. Just like, I'm going to drive really badly so they'll fall out. It's, um, (laughs) it's a. And the easy way would have just been to back up into a wall so the doors can't open. Yeah. Like, but instead he finished. shakes them out. Yeah. Instead he just goes around the block a few times. Yeah. And he, well, he, need, he needs the truck to do his, <laughs> do his getaway and, and then have an inception moment and, and squeeze into a wall that they kick their way out of the front. <laughs> so stupid. There's, this is like one of the biggest chases I can remember of anything. Oh, and not just... A big chase, like a big chase, quite obviously in Paris. Yes. Like it's a really recognisable city. Yes. Like they haven't filmed this, you know, on I'm a back lot somewhere. Yeah. Like this is, this isn't in, in Vancouver. Yeah. Pretending to be Paris. You, so, so you got the trucks, like the, it starts with the trucks and, uh, and then uh, Solomon in the, in the van. Yeah. Like what that's a great scene. I'm, and I'm like, I'm not keen with water. No, anyway, you're not mad but for But that it. is. That bit where he takes the breath knowing that the water's about to splash yeah. down on him is mesmerising. Also, just a really like great decision to have a bolted down camera as that's happening. So yeah. it's like, oh, so we're just like, our point of view is his point of view because he's tied to the seat. So yeah. the water is moving as opposed to yeah. the reality, which is all of that kind of flying around. Yeah. Normally, most directors would have, you know, that'd be a really blurry scene. It happened really quickly. Yes. It'd be like close-up shots of bubbles. That's, again, one of the problems I had with that third movie is that that's what we would have got. Yeah. Would have been close on his face. It yeah. would have been a lot of water. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but this is like big screen storytelling and I kind of love it. Yeah. It's, oh. it's, 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 it's genuinely exciting. because you- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Once again, you're still not sure. Are they going to get him? Yeah. Like I figured they're going to. Once again, we're too early in the film. Yeah. Um, Although at this point it did feel like it had been on for three hours. <laughs> so that's interesting. You know, it was so much had happened that when I looked, and it's not that I was having a bad time, mm. I, I, I was just curious because I'd lost all sense of time mm. and I was 70 minutes in. Yeah. So I was at the halfway point. But I also wouldn't have been surprised if I was two hours in or if I was half an hour in. Yeah, I, had a, I think I had a bladder moment. I had to go to the loo. It was like... <laughs> I press pause and I'm like, oh, oh, yep. there's heaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got motorbikes. Rebecca Ferguson on oh, a motorbike. That's what I'm looking for. That's so great. And again, actually in Paris. Like actually in Paris. Little cars. Simon Pegg's just a bit of a bitch towards... Uh, <laughs> Did you have to get the small car? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was your decision. <laughs> <laughs> there's boats. There are boats. I love um, the boats. When... Uh, when when Ethan finally flips over and you think, oh, how's he going to get out of this? Dun, 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 dun. Cut a little hole. Yes. Way. We saw him take he, the knife out. He gets out. the knife out. You're like, what's he going to do with the knife? Yeah, is he going to... Like, because like, it doesn't make sense. No. Because your first thought is, he just doesn't seem like someone who's going to get stabby to save yeah. himself. Um, it's got Alana's people. It's got the cops. Yep. Like the scene with the... Like, the once again, you think that female prison oh, cop is going to be... That is such a... Like that is such a beautifully tense moment of yeah. him trying to go. Just, I know you can't because it's your job not to, but yeah. leave us alone. Yeah, because you're thinking that August is going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got Lark's men. Uh, anyway, all of this. Oh. Is there is there a part that's your favourite? I can't really. That was my question, but I just kind of can't. No, it's all good. It's all good. This is a really like wonderfully tense moment though with that woman like yeah and you're just like oh no this yeah. is like the one thing he's been trying to avoid is hurting yeah. the police and now yeah. it's gonna happen and it's a young girl oh yeah and she's just running up a parking ticket for someone yeah 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 <laughs> it's also like don't open the door until you get in the car mate yeah you idiots anyway uh walker attempts to convince his boss that ethan is lark mm. and soon at a london safe house huntley arrives and uh, tells Ethan that someone is trying to frame him and that he's shutting this mission down. I, I need it. It always needs to be getting shut down. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, Alec Baldwin's got to shut it down. Yeah. Henry uh, Zerny wasn't there, obviously, so Alec Baldwin had to do it. He had to do it. <laughs> he's, um, he comes in good in this, and uh, there's, uh, there's an argument. Ethan knocks out Huntley. Benji becomes Solomon via a mask. I love that he doesn't want to. Like yes. The guy who always wants to mask. He's a little bit Han Solo in this where he's always got a bad feeling about yeah. it. Um, and then uh, Ethan and, and Benji and Luther head off and uh, Walker is left with the real Solomon and reveals that he's Lark. Oh. oh, God damn it, Henry Cavill. But then we discover that it isn't the real Solomon. It's Benji. No. It's a big switcheroo. It's been a big mask. The whole- and I do love that moment where... He's kind of like, 
Oh, oh. Yeah. I've been swindled. Yeah. yeah. But I like that he still tries to talk himself, yeah. get himself out of it. Um, what bad guys do. And so it's like, oh, well, this must be the end of the film. And there must be 50 minutes of credits. Um, <laughs> But then, uh, but it's then, an Avengers film. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that really is. But then his people turn up, and Huntley is murdered. It's a bummer. Like I really like Alec Baldwin know, in these films, but you know, it's a it's, it's, it's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. You got to kill a, a favorite, a, a big famous name. He he goes out well though. Yeah, he's like he gets like he fights. You yeah. know, it uh, holds his own. I wonder if this was. I wonder if this was meant to be Renner. Or if this was kind of like a placeholder character, it's like who can we kill? Like we can, yeah. It can be Alec Baldwin from the last movie, kind of come good. Yeah, uh, we can kill off Jeremy Renner. Yeah, we could bring in anyone from any of the pre. Like we could bring in anyone that, like Lawrence Fishburne, could have come back and got stabbed. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing Fishburne back <laughs> for a little stabby stabby moment. All, all of this is fantastic as well. Like, yeah. it's all so exciting and how are they going to get out of uh, this and it's And great. it's such a, like, it's it's meant to be a confusing scene because yeah. you're meant to be confused about what's going on. Yeah. And I do love how it works. Also, that just moment of where they're like, oh, we've got the upper hand, we've caught the guy. And yeah. It's like, no, no, I've got guys on the inside because there's bad people with this. And it's like, no, no, it's, no. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> It's also, you know, you're right. It's it is confusing, mm. but you never lose your place in it, which no. is phenomenal. Yeah, it's meant to be. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Maybe confusing is the wrong word. Like it's discombobulating. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like it. It throws you. You're like, what? I, yeah. I, I, I'm now not on an even keel about yeah. what's happening because I was convinced that they were about to sew everything up, and now it's been thrown for a loop. And yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So Walker gets away, uh, which gives us what we've been waiting for, Ethan running. Oh, yeah. I nearly tore all my hamstrings just watching. Like, yeah. There's so much running in this, so. and it's great. It's, it's, it's Benji on the iPad. <laughs> and so many great, stupid IT jokes yeah. as well. Like, oh, sorry, I had it in 2D. I did. <laughs> what was it? Oh, no, no, it's upside down. I forgot to put it on auto-rotate, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> The, it's like left, really? No, no, sorry, right. <laughs> walk, walking through the funeral, oh, the running fu- up the... Ra- why, why is he running in circles? <laughs> That's right. Getting stuck in the office. Uh, oh. Also him trying to work out what to do. Uh, yeah. Like he's a little bit... I, I, I could jump from there, but it's high. Yeah. <laughs> we see Tom Cruise actually break his foot. Oh, yeah. It's hard to watch. It is. Ugh. Like, and they had to take like weeks off. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got some interesting stuff about that. Um, and then by the time uh, Ethan catches up with Walker, hanging at the bottom of the metal lift, yeah, uh, uh, Walker or Lark drops uh, a photo of Ethan's ex, Julia, and uh, he's told that he'll murder her if, if oh. Ethan continues. And then he gets away in a helicopter, thus ending this bit of action which feels like it has gone on for two days. <laughs> <laughs> and again, actually running around London, like yeah. unmistakably oh, one of the busiest yeah. cities in the world. You're like, yeah. The, I mean, I know it's a Tom Cruise movie, so their permissions are out the wazoo, but I'm just so used to seeing people running around Vancouver yeah. pretending to be Prague. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, once again, Cavill is the bad guy. Like, yeah. He's got... I I feel like that guy has 
not had the luck. Like no. I, I think, I think he uh, could have been an excellent Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think he's fine in the first film, but yeah. it just makes some weird. Yeah. Choices And as I've stated on this podcast before I have a soft spot for it Because mum and I saw it on the Warner Brothers lot on uh, uh, When we went over for a 60th oh, birthday heaven. So And we were sitting with Leonard Moulton Oh my god So, so you know Mum and I were having a pretty good time So I kind of forgive it its flaws But it does it's, have flaws It's You know what It It's a really good film Like most superhero films And I think James Gunn even said this the other day Um it's great and it's atmospheric and there's a lot of interesting stuff happening until the lazy third act. You know, there's two things that I'd do different. One is you have young Clark saving everyone and he can't save his father. Yeah. That's different, you know, and I don't I don't have the hiding yourself. It's like we've got to try and work out a way that you can do yeah. good and, and and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, and then you just... You just didn't need you didn't need to go miracle man yeah with, with the ending like you, you could have you, you could have had all of that but um, you just need him saving people yeah. and and less less actually less would yeah. have been good yeah anyway this is uh, and so and then he never really got another opportunity to do it I saw did you see the new guy got announced oh yeah David Corrinsweet he's been in um, I watched him in a movie a movie a TV show called Hollywood he was really good right he's got old old school movie star looks yeah well he kind of looks like a babushka doll of Henry Cavill to me yeah. in the photo I saw <laughs> so hang on did they open up Henry Cavill and pull him out but anyway and uh, Rachel Brosnahan is one of my it's favorite great. actors like she's fantastic but you know I felt the same as Amy Adams and she was like useless like just, I'm like I love her. I love her and everything. And she was just had nothing to do, nothing to do, other than writhe around in a bath like she was doing a scene from <laughs> Sucker Punch. Yeah, man. I know. I know so many people that are not into Amy Adams and just do not get it. And really, I, and I love I, her. And I don't get that they don't get it. They need to watch her singing. I'm having a me party from the Muppet movie. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> totally agree. It's one thing a rival was missing. Don't 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 watch Sharp Objects though. That will really put her offside. <laughs> oh man, I love Sharp Objects. It's so good, but she's really hard to watch. Like Far she's out. a difficult character. <laughs> that is one of the rare TV shows that the finale finale. Yeah. Right at the end of the finale. Yes. Oh man, I was creeped out and I watched it at one o'clock in yeah. the day and was like, Am I gonna be able to sleep? Because yeah. this is it's not okay. Giving me the heebie jeebies. Yeah. Um which was the name of my BG's cover band back in the <laughs> late seventies. Um the IMF discover they're going to detonate the bombs at a medical camp over the Siachen Glacier, which would contaminate the water supply of India, Pakistan and China, resulting in the destruction of one third of the world's population. Uh, Meanwhile, Alana wants Ilsa handed over. The IMF are on their own again. (laughs) When they arrive at the medical camp, Julia and her husband are running the camp, which has all been set up by Solomon to ruin Ethan's life. And it's great because the stakes just couldn't be any higher. It's the highest of all stakes. And they're still not quite sure. They have to, they have to disarm the bombs, but they have to let the timer go. But they have to get their hands on the detonator, yeah. and they have to do the elaborate. And it's, yeah, you it's, can't you can't disarm the bombs until the timer has started. Yeah, 
and then after that, you have to take the detonator pin out of the walkie-talkie. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so but dumb. But I love it. It's great. I love it. <laughs> like, like I do, I do love it. And also, if you try to diffuse one of the nuclear bombs, it'll yep. set the other one off. Yep. But there's a flaw. Of it's course. It's so stupid. Yep. Which, which uh, Benji found on his iPad. Yeah. It's glorious. <laughs> it's... Like it's so good. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's so good. Yeah, and I love, I love, you know, tension that's been set up really well. It's like, here's the things that need to happen, and now we're going to show you them not quite happening, so you yeah. get really nervous. Yeah, like the I don't know if you've been. Oh, sorry. What is the music of your phone? That is Star Trek, but I don't know why I just started doing that. that Was it? Did you accidentally? Is it time for your heart pills? Was that your... Um... Maybe my, my watch did it. Sometimes my watch makes it go off. I won't edit any of this out. <laughs> um, so so what, what, part of what I love about this finale is it gives everyone moments. Like everyone gets a moment to shine. Yeah. Uh, so I love, I love uh, bumping into uh, Julia. Yeah. And fucking hell, Monaghan. Oh. Monaghan's acting is so out of control where... You know, Ethan's talking, he's pretending to be this doctor. Fucking Julia's, like, on the nose yeah. fucking new husband who just seems like a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's just he's a, a nice really guy. really nice guy. But just shut up, mate. Yeah. Like, I'm just not into him. And like, I wouldn't yeah. even be into him even if Ethan wasn't there. I'd be like, <laughs> shit, Julia. Like, I know you've had a tough time. But anyway, the way Monaghan's face... Clocks oh, that there yeah. is something going on, yeah, is extraordinary. Like, I think it's one of those things of like Christopher McQuarrie because he's the writer and director. Um, obviously, is like, I know Monaghan can do this, yeah, because it's not like not every actor can do that. No, nah. like, I've seen many actors just stand there with a blank look and yeah. you're like, what is happening in this moment? And so they have to put in extra dialogue or voiceover yeah. or whatever it takes. But she's just doing the whole thing of like, yep, there is something terrible happening. I get it. Yeah. You're not here just by coincidence, a fun coincidence. Yeah. There are no fun coincidences in your world. No, not at all. <laughs> and so, so when she goes to help Luther... Yeah. Dismantle the bomb, like it's it, it, like this whole ridiculous setup. You get you get them, and yeah. like Ving Rhames is really good as yes. well. Like we can't, I don't know if we ever really talk about how great Ving Rhames is. So good, but you know that's. And then she's a bit little. She's a little bit sassy, and then Ilsa yeah. hears it and it's like, oh, I, I like, like her. It. She's, yeah. she's got some attitude. It's like the left, she's like, your left or my left? That that's not your left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. So, you know, and his compassion with her as well. Yeah. It's like, anyway. And then uh, I, I hope there's Benji and Ilsa in the next film. Like, they're really good together so as well. Fun. Looking around, walking into places. Yeah. Benji's trying to open up all these. All the, all the containers. <laughs> I'll shoot it. No, it's a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. That's so good. But then um, the fight scene with Solomon Lane is like, once again, I thought, Benji's fucked. He yeah. is. They're going to... Well, I thought Ilsa was fucked because like her hands are so tied that she can't... Yeah, but then she's, she's just so badass herself. that she just yeah. fucking launches herself backwards into a, into a, a table, table while she's strapped to a chair. Because 
if like I'm sure the world's full of shit and awful and wouldn't go for this, but mm. if if Tom didn't want to make any of these movies anymore and you continued it with her, oh yeah, like I would love that. I mean, like you'd still you'd still make like five or six hundred million, wouldn't you? Have you been watching Silo? Like, I'm I'm a few episodes behind, but it, I'm watching it for her. There's an episode where again, like this movie, where they explain all the stakes and it's yep. high tension and high pressure, yeah, and it's a bit of an action sequence for her yep. and. You just like I just love when you understand exactly what's going on, yeah, and everyone's doing their best behavior. Although yeah. that was underwater, so I can see that you wouldn't have enjoyed that. Mate, I was uh, freaking the fuck out. But, um, <laughs> anyway, but she, uh, but all, all of that, that fight scene's great. Yeah, um, you know, so they've got to get the they've got to dismantle the bombs, but not be ahead of time, and they've got to do it at exactly the right moment, and. Um, Lark's taken off in a helicopter with the detonator, oh, so no. Ethan uh, has to climb, has to oh jump on the other helicopter. He climbs up, he loses his footing, he oh slips down. Then he's like, "How the fuck he gets from whatever that package is that he's completely underneath?" Yes, how he manages to crawl up that, crawl up the rope, beat the shit out of the guy in the back, kill the pilot. <laughs> He'll take over the pilot. Take over the thing and then still trying to work out what to do. I also like that um, when he tries to drop the payload onto... Like yeah, he misses. He misses. Like he's, so it's not... Like not everything's yeah. working out. Then he's... You that, know, that scene where he falls and catches the payload and is hanging off the bottom of it. I'm just like, this is stupid, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one of those moments where it's one hand and he's hanging free in the air, and you're like, he probably actually did that, didn't he? Oh, he probably yeah. <laughs> eight takes, eight takes of falling off the helicopter. Each time he fell to the ground and smashed his bones, and he said, "Oh, just give me one more take. I'll get it. I'll get it, mate." <laughs> um, and then uh, he just rams the helicopter in, uh, to the helicopter oh, and the, the, this is crazy bastards trying to ram us like yeah. not acting not acting not acting <laughs> he's definitely panicking um and uh, the fight scene the the the, the thing slipping oh. them like fucking rocky and apollo at round 15 yes. just just throwing haymakers yeah just like oh god while the while the other helicopter falls slowly, slowly <laughs> like that hook, and then then they're both hanging on. He, he's, he's fucking sprayed fuel into yes! Henry Cavill's handsome face, and then a hook fucking grabs him and <laughs> lodges onto his head and drags him to his death. The, the many times that that hook was like, I was like, why are they showing the close up of the hook? And I was like, no, oh, the hook's losing it. Yeah, oh, the hook's going. Like every time the hook slipped a bit more, I was like, ah! yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I love it. I love that it's in the brick, uh, like in the rock. So the rock yeah. is like crumbling, and then uh, you know he's trying to get his hands on the detonator, and then there's just that clever editing where you yeah. go, "Is that a flash?" That's him looking at the sun. Yeah, and you just for a brief instance. I love that they made you think it, that they went there. Yeah, that it happened. We're going to go back to Wolf Blitzer, mate. <laughs> The only thing that could have made this movie better is Wolf Blitzer came down in a helicopter and picked him up. Instead of Angela Bassett. Yeah. So in the end, Ethan saves the day. Uh, Angela Bassett slash Sloan comes in to mop up. Julia's super uncool hus- husband lets everyone know, 
I reckon you're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, doctor. <laughs> yes, no, we get it, mate. You, you're across that maybe something's going on that you're not entirely across. <laughs> I like him as an actor too. Wes Bentley, yeah. yeah, he's cute. It's, um, it's, it is, um, it is the most thankless role. Yeah, in um, in a Tom Cruise movie, like like he's the only one more thankless is being the big star early on who gets killed off. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think being the big star, if you're a massive star, getting killed oh, off yeah. early is great. Because, but. Like oh, Drew Barrymore on screen. Yes, Amazing. That's great. Josh Holloway, mate, he could have like he could probably use being in a bit longer. Yeah. And being in something else. I know. Yeah. Um But Emilio Estevez and Kristen Scott Thomas going early in the first one. You're like, What yeah. is this movie? Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? And then so uh Cavill cops the hook in the face. Um you know, Vanessa Kirby gets her guy, so mm-hmm. she she gets to kind of keep face and she's happy and yeah. Ilsa is let off the hook. Like, everything is kind of... All the toys all, are put back in the box. Yeah, all the storylines resolve. Yeah, and done in a way that's just really well done. Like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel contrived. It feels like, no, this is how the story was meant to play out. And also kind of um a little bit of a... Fascinating finale where it's just Ethan going, ah. Yeah, stop touching my ribs. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> like it's, it's, um, like it's, they've, they've done a really good job in the last few films of turning him into a man of mystery mm-hmm. and making him, adding some humor and through the humor, making him vulnerable. And yeah. it's the decision, have, not sure of what the decision making is. Yeah. And, you know, as you said in that fight scene, you think, is he up to the task yeah, now? It's, it's a bit slow. Yeah, it's great. Um, and Michelle Monaghan, who I love dearly. And yep. then when her and Rebecca Ferguson have a moment, it's like, just just hug and let me watch. <laughs> Not in a weird way, just I love both of you so much. I just want to look at both of you together. Um, Segment who and how Which character do you, do you think you would be And how would you react in their place um, uh, Look I I kept thinking Am I, am I Angela Bassett Just yeah. a little bit too administrative Or am I Alec Baldwin Who You, you know, get a few good punches in And then you get taken out And get killed And then I realised No I'm Vanessa Kirby's stupid brother Oh right Like don't really understand the plan Have yeah. spent too much time at the gym Yeah don't, My shirts don't quite fit Yeah <laughs> And it's, uh, it's, it's perfect that Vanessa Kirby's your sister. Yeah. It's not a waste. Yeah. I, I mean, you've met my sister. She's ten times better than I am. <laughs> Michelle is very good. <laughs> it's the same relationship. Yeah. I'm a big dumb galoot and she's sharp as a whip. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Um, I reckon I'd be the French female cop who gets shot, but it's for my own good, but I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> yes. Think I've been shot, which isn't good, but I'm not dead, which is good. That guy just shot the four people that shot me. Yeah, (laughs) you want me to write a report? I don't understand what's going on. I was giving this Vesper a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Zero charisma. Now that I had a bit of trouble with this, and I, I kind of thought maybe the Norwegian nuclear weapons specialist, but I kind of didn't care. I, I reckon it's Wes Bentley, but I don't think it's because he's a bad actor. I just think that character, I don't know why. Well, he's meant to be not as good as Tom. Yeah, and he's not. No. That's, so he's perfect. Yeah. I Mine is... Um, also, Vanessa Kirby's stupid brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then he was written that way because yeah. she's like, Ugh, family. Family, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's like, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a little bit like um, someone saying, it, it's like someone being sarcastic and saying, well, I'm quite clearly the best here. And then you go, yeah, you're the best here. Yeah. And you go, no, that's the joke. He yeah. was being sarcastic. <laughs> so to call anyone out for having zero charisma is correct. <laughs> Um, segment better or worse? Mm. So, do you have anything for that? But to improve or ruin the movie was a choice. Yeah, I I think my choice could do either mm. or both. Mm. Which is, I don't love premonitions. Oh yeah, yep. I get that because it's a nuclear explosion that's happening. You can't actually have one go off mm. and go, oh, lucky we missed out on that. Mm. Um, so you have to show it mm. in some way, which is what the premonition is for. Um, but I just, like in a movie like this where it's so kind of, there's so much verisimilitude, everything's supposed to be as real as possible. Yeah, Having kind of like a weird metaphysical moment just... I don't know, it kind of rankles with me. Okay. But then I feel like if we didn't have that moment at the start, yeah. then Julia turning up would be like, why is she here now? Out yes. of the blue. Yes. Like, yes. Out of the blue. Like, but we've seen flashes of her up till then, so it's quite satisfying that she turns up as a main character. That's a good point. Um, and also the stakes of the nuclear explosion yeah. are not an ephemeral thing that we're just like, well, maybe there'll be a bomb. Yeah. Like we've seen a nuclear explosion at the start. Same as Terminator 2 when it happens. It's yeah. like, oh, it's too much, all this at the start. But then you're like, oh, no, that's the stakes. That's yeah. what we're trying to stop. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... I think it would both improve and ruin the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's right. Yeah, no, 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 it's... Um, well, maybe that's just a taste thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, but... You know, James Bond never has a premonition. No. In it, fact... His premonition is, I'm going to bed those seven women yeah. in the next hour. In fact, yeah, the only time there was ever any kind of like weird metaphysical stuff was when um, he replaced uh, Jane Seymour's deck of tarot cards so they were all, all made... Made it look like he had to root her. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's like, she drew the lovers and he's like, well, I guess we're going to have to. And then she drops the cards and they're all the yeah, lovers. It's yeah. like, oh, mate, <laughs> you fell for that one. <laughs> yeah. Classic James. Classic Jimmy. Um, so this is, I, I don't think you can kind of improve this film. No, it's so good. But I, can't, I miss Brandt. Yes. So... Um, just Jeremy Renner, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he's very busy. He's really in busy. this period making the biggest films of all time. Yeah. So, um, and then this this is look. This was just me looking for something yeah. rather than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd improve the movie by instead of making it CNN, I would have made it the Daily Show and have Benji pretend to be John Stewart because <laughs> Cruz confirm, confirmed the movie was being. Made on the Daily Show, so they could have done double duty and yeah. Uh, there's because I I I would have enjoyed 
I, I, just, I saw a clip of John Stewart taking down a senator at doing what John Stewart does yeah. best, and it reminded me how much I love John Stewart. And so it would be fun to have John Stewart walk up alongside all of them yeah, because yeah, Wolf Blitzer's yeah. been used for so much now. But, I, but at the time, Wolf Blitzer was, was great. Int- yeah. No, 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 I know. But if John Stewart had done it, maybe they would have used him too much since yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Top Gun Maverick emotional scale, I'm putting it. R- up right there at the end, all because of one person, and that is my love of Michelle Monaghan. Oh, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, like the moment that she clocks what's going on. I know we've banged on about it, but that, like, honestly, if if you if if you don't know what we're talking about and you, and you have time, just go back and watch that bit. Uh-huh. And it, her acting is out of control, and it, she's she's left of the center of yeah. the scene, and she. Fucking, she hasn't seen any of the premonitions. She no. doesn't even know what's going on. No. And she knows shit is about to get real. Yeah. She's but. seen her ex-husband, who is a spy, who yeah. got her kidnapped in China yeah. um, over a MacGuffin that yeah. had no purpose. Yeah. Uh, so she knows. Yeah. There's, there's bad shit happening. You can get them at McDonald's, can't you? I those MacGuffins. So. Yeah, they come with, um, yeah, it's a happy meal. <laughs> <laughs> Check a, reach around Happy yeah. meal uh, Yeah Happy, happy meal. ending meal <laughs> Happy ending meal <laughs> That's the tie-in um, <laughs> Get your Jack reach around Happy ending meal Only at McDonald's <laughs> Comes with one MacGuffin Open it up There's nothing in there Exactly um, Alright I've got some uh, squid bits for you Yes The Halo jump was filmed in Abu Dhabi In the United Arab Emirates they needed to use a Boeing C-17 Globemaster plane. Oh. And the only ones available were in the UAE. The Arabian Desert was replaced digitally by the electrical storm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, though, you know, like, you, get the, you get such a different light. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Garth Jones and I, for the next, um, for the next uh, uh, Parsi Amel, mm. are doing the Rover. And I oh, rewatched yeah. that. Have you ever seen that? No. The oh God, I can't think of the cinematographer's name. I think it's some of the best cinema cinematography I've ever seen for an Australian film. It's a, it's a it's a it's a, it's a bit of a like I I think it's great, but mm. it's fucking a Hard downer. Work. It's a real yeah. bummer. But um, and then I read the latest issue of Saga to take the edge off and went. <laughs> oh, what oh, is no. happening? But um, I my one problem with the cinematography in this film is that. There's such a marked difference between the IMAX and the other yeah. film stock that it just, like, it's... It's a bit jarry. Yeah. yeah. It's like the colour grade is different. Like, one's warm, one's cold. And yeah. it's like, when you're in that final moment, when you're flipping between the two, yeah, it just is... Yeah, I found it a bit discombobulating. But... Yeah. Because the IMAX stuff looks so crisp and big and... Yeah, amazing. Um, and the actual, the other one is just like feels a little bit blurry. Yeah, yeah, I noticed a, 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 just that. Yeah, a couple of times where it's like, what, why is their face not in focus? And then yeah. it's like, and then suddenly it comes into focus. Yeah. Um, the Halo jump took twelve days to film. Uh, Cruz became the first actor to perform a Halo jump falling twenty five thousand feet with speeds hitting two hundred miles per hour. Oh my God, he's insane. Kashmir is in fact New Zealand. The camp is at the Muddy Creek Field in the Otago region north of Queen- Queenstown on oh the South Island. Queenstown is so beautiful. So beautiful. Did you fly into Queenstown? Yes. Yeah, how good's that fly? Oh, so good. When you look out and to the right and there's like, there's a mountain at 
eye level. Yeah. You're like, ah. <laughs> that's some of the funniest. Uh, I was uh, uh, Brendan Lovegrove. Oh yeah, you know he's a really bad flyer, a New Zealand comedian. Yeah, um, and he's a, he's a really bad flyer by admission. Yeah. you know. And uh, when we got on the plane, he had us all sitting up the back, and we were like, "That's the worst place to sit." Mm. Because if you sit in the middle, but so, so we can jump into the toilet and have a panic attack. Oh, and uh, Fleety and I were sitting with him, and we were like, hey, "Look, if you're freaking out, like, we'll, we can just engage in conversation. Like, yeah. it's not like us two assholes can't talk." Yeah. And then we were coming into Queenstown, and I looked out the window and saw the mountains at you know high I level, know. and I went, "Wow, that looks more." And then we hit the turbulence, and I went, and more my words just dropped and then Fleety who was reading a paper just looked up and said oh I can understand why you're ter- why you're scared of flying because this is fucking terrifying and poor Brendan burst into it like a, a ball of sweat and disappeared into the toilet <laughs> Fleety um, as you said earlier Rona couldn't be in the film because of scheduling conflicts there with Infinity War and Endgame and uh, Crews injured his right leg on the London set and they had to halt production for nine weeks. Nine weeks? Yes. This cost the production $80 million because they had to make certain everyone didn't take other jobs, but insurance offset the costs. Yeah. But but still, that's... It's expensive. Oh, sorry. Uh, Crews came back two weeks early. Of course did. <laughs> You'll be out for nine weeks. I can do it in seven. <laughs> um, I'll heal. I'll heal in seven. Right. So good. He probably said five and he was furious it was seven. Um, of course, this is what gives us uh, the moustache gate on Justice League yeah. because of Cavill's uh, uh, moustache. Um, so uh, Macquarie actually gave him permission to shave the moustache. Yeah. They were going to add it with CGI and I think Paramount just said no. No. And thank goodness because this is good. Yeah. And Justice League moustache... Or no moustache. That's the least of its problems. It's a dog pile of shit. Yeah. I will say, you know, you heard so much about it and you're like, okay, I'll see if I can see it. And then the movie starts and it's the first thing you see. And, and you're like, like oh, my Lord. Could not stop laughing in the cinema. Oh, it's so. Why is it so bad? Well, it's funny. It's like people who don't do it for a job did it better. So why don't they just do this, this and this? Anyway. Yeah. Um, and finally, in India, the film has had references to Kashmir being chopped off, which results in some abrupt edits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it looks like we're going to... Hopefully we can stop this bomb, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, so segments, sum it up. Uh, what are you giving this film? At uh, a score? Out of five. It's a it's a straight up five. It's yeah, a perfect um, score. F- five jaw flexes out of five for me as yeah. well. I just like what what's there not to like? It's amazing. I feel like the, it's 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 phenomenal watching all of these films, and it it's one of the rare like I I know it's had different directors along the way, mm. but it, it's like it it learns from its mistakes. Yeah, and, and, and it just, oh, we need to do this better. We need to do that better. Yeah. Oh, we need to add a little bit more of this. Why don't we add some of this? And it just kind of refines as it goes along. I, I just feel like Macquarie and Cruz together have just become this ridiculous partnership. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, Christopher Macquarie has always written these really complex kind of stories that when you get to the end you're like oh that was that was that and that was that and that yeah. was that you know he's the author of the usual suspects like you know yeah it's he's great at that kind of pulling the rug out from under you and and yeah i think he did a decent job on the last one but 
I just feel like he's stepped up a notch for this one. And also the fact that it doesn't, you know, for a Mission Impossible film, it doesn't have the big, oh, here's the big Tom Cruise doing a stupid stunt moment. Like he has about three or four of them. Yeah. But it doesn't have like that hanging off the back of the plane. It doesn't have the hanging off the side of the rock. Although I did love that he was crawling up a rock at the end of this and you're like well we've seen him do that we know oh, he's fine well you know what it's like <laughs> I, I forgot to put that in my notes um yeah that is it's like finally you've actually made the start of the second film count yeah it's like it's justified now we know he can do that um but yeah like so many times it's like you know you get the impression it's like let's do a big set piece and the writers are like refusing to incorporate it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the only thing I was really kind of missing in this one, because, you know, like there's been some hilarious tropes. Right. Um, but the only kind of trope that I feel like we were missing in this is the Tom Cruise breaks into somewhere yes. in a really elaborate way. Right. <laughs> Because there was so much happening, it's like, well, we had no time to break in anyway. Yeah, yeah. But there, there is kind of the the break in. What is the break break in in the end? It's kind of almost like the bombs, I guess. Or yeah, the, but the, yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not the same. There's no, you know. I mean, we started with suspended from the ceiling, the iconic moment, and there's been they've tried to recapture that in yeah. every single film since. Yeah. Like whether it's the stupid fulcrum over the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or the or the you know ridiculous um, big screen that he and Benji hide behind. Oh the yeah, with, with, the, with the drip gun. With the drip gun, like yeah. there's always some break in, um, but we didn't really get a kind of like a secret break in in this one. But which I'm fine with because everything else was wildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, and to get a scene like that in, it's another fifteen. Yeah, yeah, like we had the stupid swimming pool in a circle last time. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm more than happy for Christopher McQuarrie to go. Yeah, I'm just not going to do a break in in this one. Yeah, I'll kill Alec Baldwin instead. Yeah, <laughs> I've had it up to here with Baldwin. Well, the um, the good thing is that um, uh, the next step movie is right around the corner. So I we know. Can, so we can go and uh, watch it and then just do a live, like you know, come back and and record. talk straight away. Yeah, I'm very concerned. That, you know, it's a part one. Yes. That it's going to be a part one, part one. Like, I want... I like a part one to have had... Have completed a story. Yes. And introduce the start of the next one. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want definitely. that. Well, it kind of feels like the last film and this film are a part one and a part yeah. two. In a way, because Solomon Lane continues into this one. But yeah. it, he was he was captured. Yeah. And now we've got to find out what, what happens once he's captured. So hopefully it's but like he's, that. He's double captured. Like it's his second capture. Yeah. He'll get out again. Sure. He's a good villain. He's a really good villain. Yeah. Although I've not seen him in any of the publicity and marketing. No. Which means maybe he's in it. Maybe he's in it. Yeah. Because I, I have been uh, like in my Doctor Who podcast in Adam Richard Has a Theory. I've been very, very concerned that there's not been a single Dalek in any of the what's coming up in the new Doctor Who's. Oh, okay. And it's like, yeah, as if you're not going to have a Dalek. That's tricky, yeah. yeah. Well, I tell you what I am excited for because we go uh, Michelle Monaghan mm. and we go Rebecca Ferguson and mm-hmm. we go Vanessa Kirby and then mm. we get Hayley Atwell. That's right, Hayley Atwell's in this as well. Yeah. As right. is, 
I think and Rebecca Ferguson. And yeah, and Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa. Do you think Monaghan's done? Done? Do you think this yeah, was her like, swan song? Like it's a good swan song. Yeah, it was really good. But I think all movies are better with Michelle Monaghan. She's I think all TV shows are better with. Her. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Have you gone back to True Detective again? <laughs> I will go back to True Detective. It's given me... Mate, how, many, how often does uh, Time is a Flat Circle fucking become, uh, oh. uh, turn up in things now? Memes and all I know. that fucking crazy McConaughey. <laughs> I love him. All right, we'll leave it here. And uh, just for you, I've got one last Jack Reach around. Legs wide shut. <laughs> Ass wide open. <laughs> Thank you to Adam for hanging with me today and thank you to Ryan for giving Adam and I just a little bit more ammunition to remain as childish as ever about Jack Reach Around. If you're a Patreon member, why don't you send through some uh, Jack Reach Around uh, title suggestions. They don't have to all be plays on Tom Cruise movies. Uh, they can be whatever you want and uh, I'll, uh, I'll mention my favourites to Adam. So... If you found that all really childish, then um, what can I say? Too bad. (laughs) It's making us laugh. And uh, sometimes you just need something a bit silly to uh, get you through the the stressful weeks. I'll be back next week with our final Mission Impotable and then some news that I hope you'll find exciting. I think it's exciting. A a little hint. Possibly inspired a little bit by Jack Reach around. And uh, also, with this new idea, if we do it correctly, it, this project might take us all the way to part two of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. So there you go. That's the little hint. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're having a wonderful week and we'll chat again soon. Until then. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.